Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Good afternoon. My name is Michael Sandoval and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. And my name is Chris Detzel. <laughs> Hello, Chris. How are you doing? <laughs> I always introduce you and you're like, well, I'm just here again. So yeah, you know, I'm Michael. I give you a, yeah. I gave you a magic pause. <laughs> I was like, oh wait, that's that's my sign. I should say something. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Uh thank thank you for uh, uh thank you listeners once again for joining us. We have a very special guest today. Uh we have a uh, uh an author and uh community expert has spoken in many places, including the CMX uh, uh, community. Uh, her name is uh, Carrie Melissa Jones. Uh, say hello, Carrie. How are you? Hi, everyone. I am wonderful. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you. You know, I, I didn't ask you at this when we did the pre-show. Uh, where are you located by chance? I'm currently in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee? Oh, my yeah. goodness. I'm, well, that must be the spring is just glorious right now. Uh, it was for a day. Oh. <laughs> uh, is it, is it true that you have mosquitoes the size of, uh, uh, small beetle bugs, you know, like, uh, Volkswagen beetles? <laughs> I don't know. This will be my first full summer here. So oh, I'm not- okay. <laughs> How do you know? How do you know? <laughs> yeah. They, apparently they suck you dry, but that's, that's what I hear about the, uh, at least the lake region up North, uh, in that area. Uh, well, it's it's a wonderful to have you on. Thank you so very much for joining us. I know you have a busy schedule, uh, but we were just excited to get a chance to interview you, uh, especially with an upcoming book that really piqued my interest. Uh, we were talking about the pre-show, how you know both of us, we've greenfielded B2B communities. And one of the things we have a big passion for is around brand communities. Uh, what got you into writing a book on brand communities? Um, I feel like with all things community building, it happened by accident. Um, and so I've been- That's building, what you say that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been building communities and been part of online communities specifically um, for since I was a teenager in uh, Silicon Valley. And I got my first computer that was a hand-me-down from my parents. And uh, so I've been addicted to online communities ever since then. But I didn't realize this that community management and community building was a real job that I could have. There wasn't a major college, you know, community, community building major. So I, um, I kind of fell into this uh, after school and realized that um, my passion really was building community all along. So that's how I got started in my career building community. And then this particular book, um, I've been following Charles Vogel's work for quite a while. He's the co-author of this book. I did not write this alone. (laughs) I don't want to imagine what I would have been like writing this particular book alone. Um, So I met Charles several years ago and we'd been following each other's work. And he read a piece that I wrote after working uh, on a project with the American Medical Association Um, And I had talked about the differences between advocacy and community building and how they're often conflated, talked about as though they're the same thing. And sometimes they are, but most of the time they're not. And uh, he said, you need to write a book about this. (laughs) I in one blog post, you know, it's a far cry from a book. uh, Carrie, I I think that's, that's, uh, sorry to interrupt, but um, I've, I think we had a, um, a podcast talking about like 
you know, customer advocacy, uh, community building, and lots of, you know, uh, super user programs and all these things that, you know, it's like, there's a difference and, and no one really has given a big kind of uh, difference in, 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 in those things. And so I think that that's really great. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully your book kind of covers some of that, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we talk about the differences between community building and social media management, community building and advocacy, like brain advocacy and even political advocacy and community versus a one-time event is another of the distinctions that we make. Hmm. Well, not to give away the the long of the thesis, but uh, so tell me, what, how do people conflate uh, <laughs> community advocacy and, brand, uh, and community building, uh, as you say? So I, I wouldn't say that's the entire thesis of the book, but mm-hmm. um, what people will often use the word community without actually stopping and considering what they mean when they say it. That word in our culture conjures up this unipositive, warm, like warm blanket feeling when we say we're in a community together. Um, but what does it's it like, really? It's like watching cows in the pasture, thinking that's what the word milk comes from. <laughs> community, yay! Yay! Um, <laughs> but and that's a very abstract concept, and so um, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to talk about community in this abstract in this abstract way everything that human beings do is about community. So uh, we needed to narrow that a little bit and talk about what does it mean to build a community consciously? What are the structures that must be in place? And what does that word mean when we are talking about community as a verb versus talking about it as, as more of a noun? Well, let me dig on that one a bit because one of my kind of, I wouldn't say pet peeve, that's a terrible term. Uh, one of the things I struggle with a lot is that term community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Chris and I've had a lot of experience about even changing the noun somehow with like, we even use online community, customer community, like it needs some sort of modifier or yeah. we'll just completely change it to like online support or forums or the like. I mean, how, how do you, uh, this is a challenge I have, especially from community managers uh, struggling with uh struggling with that term. And, and I, let me just add one more point and I would like to get your opinion is I think it also depends on the industry, right? So if you have kind of younger, you know, internet focused, uh, uh, websites, community makes sense. But if you're in a B2B, maybe let's just say industrial or something along the lines, community doesn't make sense. So, you know, what's your experience if you've seen about using that term, as you mentioned, as a verb versus a noun? Yeah. So, I mean, I think every industry can build community that's valuable to their industry. It just depends in what context we're talking about. But in terms of the actual definition of the word community, I think we overcomplicate it. And the reason for that is that I think in a lot of businesses, especially people want to fit what makes sense for business into this warm, cozy blanket of a term community. So they want to create the sense of like win-win um, and oftentimes they're, uh, can I swear on this podcast? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't think that they think that they're full of shit. It's just that um, the values that they I love it. You're the first person that said bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Hey, accomplishment. <laughs> um, I think that they they will say the the values that really matter to them, and those are the ones that help them, you know, sleep at night. But when it really comes down to the decisions that get made, they make decisions with different values. 
And so um, really a community is, is not that complicated. It's, there's a three-part definition that Charles and I um, use. And it's just a group of people uh, who share a mutual concern for one another's welfare. So that means they actually have to care about one another and not just see each other as um, screen names or numbers in a system. And they also have to share a connected identity founded in at least one value or purpose. And finally, they have to participate in multiple shared experiences. And in the case of a brand community, and this is in, in my work, the only thing differentiating a brand community from a organically created community is that these shared experiences that I'm talking about are stewarded mm-hmm. by the brand. Yes, so the agreed. <laughs> so they're providing the resources, the maybe the people, the capacity, the training. Um, but that's really the only difference between a brand community and a community community. Oh, that's great. Uh, so a little, I think one of the things you also speak about in the book is this idea of authenticity, right? So it almost kind of dovetails what you just mentioned, which is at a brand level, we're talking about brand level type communities. Part of that shepherding, if you will, uh, is to help create an authentic space. It may help me if I'm in the right kind of realm from your yeah. thoughts here, yeah. so that it is a natural, evergreen, growing, self. Uh, I guess, self-growing uh, environment. Uh, how, what, one is, do you, is that an agreeable thing? And two, are there steps you go or how you work with companies to create this authenticity element? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what you're describing is really how do we create a culture in which people actually authentically care for one another? Um and correct me if I'm wrong in understanding how you understood <laughs> what, what I was talking about. Um, so when I think about authenticity, I mean, we throw, that's another word we throw around a lot right now. Um, and really what it comes down to is, do people think that you are who you say you are? That's what it means to be authentic is um, people believing that and you acting in accordance with who you say you are. So in order to craft a community that is full of authentic connection, you yourself as the leader of that community or the person bringing on leaders have to also be authentic. Um, And it really has to start, it starts with leadership. It always, always does. Always. So I'm I'm assuming you've, as as part of some of your consulting process, have worked with companies uh, along that path. Have you you know, because I agree with you, it starts with leadership. In fact, in some of the things that I've discussed or talked about, uh, and I'm sure it's all the same with everybody, it's this idea that you have to have a top-down, bottoms-up leadership structure that allows community to be successful. And I'm sure you have very much similar thoughts around that piece, uh, around that piece as well. In your experience with some of these companies, do you have to kind of help them through or are they in a path already that they know they have to have a community and you're just kind of helping them through that process? Oh gosh, no, I wish it was that easy. (laughs) 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 I have ended client engagements at the end of workshops and tours before. Um, (laughs) Wow. No, this is, this is a, this is the important part, Rex. Some of our listeners, you know, they just, they have the same effect, you know, they've been brought in to do some things and they run into these uh, issues. Uh, anyone that tells you that this is just, you know, if a team says, oh, we want a community and you can just hire a community manager and bring them in and everything will be figured out is has never actually done this in practice. So uh, I'm trying to think of actual examples from my client work that I can share with you that aren't uh, under NDA. Um, 
I can share examples of good leadership and bad leadership, if that's helpful. Um, yes, that would be that would, that would be helpful. Yeah. So I'm thinking now. I can't share the name of this company, but it is of a course not. Please don't. Fortune 50 <laughs> yeah. company in the consumer space, and uh, I can guarantee anyone listening to this podcast would know the company. And uh, I went in and did some workshops uh, with their team. And they had said, prior to me coming in, we definitely want a community. We know community matters. Let's find a way to uh, connect our customers together. And so I was- Sounds I brilliant. Thought, yes, yes. I thought, <laughs> I don't know if you know what we're asking for, but let's do this. <laughs> Did you add the word authentic into that sentence at all? Yeah, yes, they did. Peer to peer. Networking, yeah, yeah. Um, governance. Uh, oh yeah. yes, all the good stuff. <laughs> so I went in there, and um, actually, the the people who had initially signed on to do the work were fully bought into. You know, they had a, a group of people in mind who they knew they wanted to work with. They had already met with some of them and already been talking with them, so they had fertile ground to build a community on. But. They had just hired two weeks prior a new VP of marketing. And that VP of marketing was the new boss of all of these people who prior to that point had managed themselves and um, had managed uh, with sort of a, I don't want to say holocratic structure, but a structure in which they were pretty autonomous. Right. And uh, all of a sudden this, this marketing leader came in and she also cared about community. But as we got into about hour three of the workshop we stopped talking about the value of community and she just started asking me, okay, how are we going to show that this matters? How are we going to show this is successful? And um, there was a point at which she actually turned to me and said, you know, this has been a really helpful session and I'm glad you flew out. (laughs) I flew across the country for this session. I'm glad you flew out here and I can tell that you know what you're talking about. And then she was like, so thank you. And then just left. (laughs) And can you guess whether they have a community right now or not? Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I have I, one of the things about being a consultant is you do not always succeed in your efforts. And that's um, it can be really disheartening. I always try, obviously. I mean, oh, absolutely. But <laughs> some people, there's a longer journey for them to take to go through this change in mindset of, you know, how business really needs to shift. Um not everyone's ready for it, frankly. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's that, kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, no, if that could be a quote, not everybody's ready for it, you know. And it's and it's interesting because so, again, some of the fielded questions we get is in that situation. If, if it's almost the same way, but now think of yourself not necessarily as the consultant, but the person that was hired. Now, hopefully, if you go through your interview process, you can vet this out. But you know, some folks come in and realize that they actually don't have the support at the highest, highest levels and they're struggling just trying to get kickstarted or even funding for this brilliant, you know, customer facing, authentic, you know, uh, all wonderful community that's going to solve the world's ills uh, mm-hmm. and they can't get started for it. I mean, they can't even get funded uh, for yeah. it. And, and it's a challenge. It's a huge challenge. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just going to say that, frankly, if your first question or even your first 10 in the first 10 questions you ask is how are we going to get something out of this? Uh, I urge you to step back (laughs) and not question whether or not this will ever be right for you, but you absolutely need a a mindset shift around that with community. That's a long-term 
a long-term value. And people often look at communities that have been around for 10 years and say, wow, look at all the incredible things that come out of like the WordPress community or um, the Harley Davidson community. But guess what? That's been around for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I hear that stuff all the time, Carrie. It's, yeah. it's like, well, look at our competitor site. They've been doing, they, they have all this really good stuff. I was like, We've been around for six months. Yeah. They've been around for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's a big difference. Think of the content that's being produced and and all these customers that are on there and, and engaged. They've had 10 years of, you know, but yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. You know, I, speaking on the leadership side, especially when I am working to sell community or to not sell, it's a wrong term, but uh, encourage a company, if it's the right thing to do to invest in community, I tell them that this is an investment. This is not a you know, one and done you or a marketing campaign or an Instagram campaign where you just throw it out and all of a sudden you're going to get all these hits. That's magic. This is about nurturing, investing, pumping out and getting content and creating that culture that you just mentioned. Uh, and over time, it'll get to a point where it actually pays back to you. But that's, it's just, it's like feeding a water to a plant, right? It just takes time for it to kind of seed back to you. Yeah, but also, I mean, look at our current moment right now, and you're talking about influencer strategy. Guess who's, guess what <laughs> uh, kinds of strategies are not getting a lot of money right now is influencer strategies. And guess which companies are really leaning on their, com- uh, what kinds of strategies people are really leaning on right now are community strategies, not That's the influencer strategies. In a crisis like we're currently in, community is what's going to get us through this and get organizations through this, not these short-term transactional programs. Uh, I think it's a really good observation. I'm more than just observation. I think it's something you've probably seen out there in the field. Uh, I agree. I even tell folks in this pandemic crisis mode, especially customers, I wouldn't say customers, I'm sorry, uh, clients or uh, businesses or companies that are on the edge of going through a digital transition or want to do something. This is the moment, right? To experiment, to get out there and try to figure it out. This is what people need. They need uh, direct information and direct access to you where they can't physically see you or meet you. Community plays into that sphere extremely, extremely well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How so? Kind of continue on. Actually, a part of me wants to kind of start or kind of pull back a little bit and think about how you got started in community. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you were kind of starting as you were a, a, a teenager or a kid, but uh, it, one of the things you said that piqued my interest was the same thing that I hear every community manager say. I kind of fell into this. Mm-hmm. This is what I, either they created it or they happened to be in it. And I'm the same way too. I, I, I fell into it and created the organization at, you know, one of the companies that was in such that it was, that was there, but it, it is definitely not a community manager school. Uh, yeah. How was <laughs> yeah. your story? Um, so professionally, I'll talk about that. Um, yeah, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it. I mean, when, if I really trace it back, uh, I'm sure this is true for you too, as well Is like, if you really look back at your history, you've been doing this since you were like a little kid, probably um, starting clubs and like creating agendas for (laughs) meetings and things like that. Um, But professionally I was, uh, I had actually started my career in publishing and I thought I wanted to be an editor and uh, I had an English degree. And so I thought, okay, this is a, a really solid path and it's been well well, um, you know, a lot of people 
crappled it before me. So there's an easy pathway for this. And then I ended up realizing that, you know, publishing was going through a lot of changes uh, that I wasn't certain I wanted to be there for. And then one of my colleagues at the publishing company went into uh, startups and he invited me to join him at the startup. And that was Chegg, uh, 2012, I want to say. Um, and I didn't realize that the role I was being hired into, which the, the job description was build a network was the word they were using network, not community of, uh, experts around the world in various academic subjects so that we can help students 24 hours a day. So I would see that now and immediately go, that's a community problem. <laughs> but at the time <laughs> I was like, that's a recruiting problem or that's a sales problem. So I went there and I just loved it. I was talking to academics all day um, and, you know, organizing them and bringing them together for the first time doing at the time, Google Hangouts was a very cutting edge way of um, bringing oh, yes, yes. together. Yes. Um, and then I discovered, I still didn't know community manager was a job title, but I was on meetup one night in San Francisco thinking I'd really like to make some new friends. I had just moved into the city and uh, I discovered there was a, something called a community manager meetup. And I, the first one I chickened out and I didn't go to, I was too nervous. <laughs> and, then, and then the second one, I actually looked up, I joined Twitter because I saw that people were on Twitter and realized, okay, if I tweet at people and say, I'm going to be there, then I have made myself accountable to being there. So anyway, I show up at this meetup and I meet people who I met Evan Hamilton that night, um, who you might know, he's the head of community at Reddit now. Um, and I, I met so many people um, who set me on this path, uh, Tim McDonald being another one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, from there, I remember going home after that and talking to my roommates and saying, this is the job I want to do for the rest of my life. I decided oh, wow, that's profound. That night. <laughs> because for the rest of your life, that's great. Well, you know, so far I've been right. Who knows what might happen over the, the last yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just have felt this like deep affinity for this work this whole time. Um, it's really important work that I love doing. You know, I, I you're, you're preaching to the choir. We <laughs> completely agree with you. We, we fundamentally believe that it is not only just value, you know, not, not to be so business centric about it. There's value to the company, but there's value to the company, to the com customers that you have. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that kind of brings loyalty that all goes back. And that authenticity is really, real, which is going to pay back to you uh, tenfold. So, you know, I agree. And we have quite a passion of being able to help customers individually. And it's, it, you get a kick out of it, right? Like you see it in the end of the day, like, man, I just helped somebody today. This is really awesome. Yeah. It's great to see that. Yeah. Uh, I know we're getting close to the end. Uh, Chris, uh, you know how I always love to hog time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're pretty good at that, but but that's okay. It may help this go really well. Um, your book comes out on, is it June 6th now? Because it was May and they pushed it back. Is that right? Yeah, June 9th because of June 9th. Okay. You know, all the things going on in the world, things I can't control. <laughs> June 9th is the date, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, this has been great. You've been very open and very honest and just, uh, very, you could tell you're very passionate. And, and I feel like there's, if there's one big thing about community managers that you have to be passionate about what you do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's something I, I do appreciate about folks like yourself, Michael, myself and others, you know, and just, it's just, we're very passionate people, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. um, 
but no, I, I mean, this has been great. I really appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, if Michael, you want to close it out. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Carrie, thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you for joining us in this episode thank of you. Peers of Our Beers. I hope we have you again sometime and we wish you the best of success on your book that's coming out. And uh, with that, uh, we'll say thank you very much for listening to another podcast of Peers Over Beers. My name is Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Detzel. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a, have a good evening.